Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. All right, friends. What's up? Hope you guys had a uh, lovely weekend. Um, It was the unofficial kickoff of summer here in the States. Mine was a pretty pretty mild experience. (laughs) But um, I hope you guys had a lot of fun. Hope you're uh, feeling rested and excited about your week. let me see. Before we get started, do we have any announcements to make? Uh, there's there's a thing that's happening on Friday. I'll let you tell them about it then. You want me to tell them about it? You tell them about it. Maybe we, maybe we just keep it a secret. No, don't keep it a secret. <laughs> it's, it's wasted if it's a secret. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this, this Friday we are going to be doing our Intuitive Mind live event, which we are super, super excited about. Um, and... If you don't know about it and you want to find out about it, you can head over to satoriprime.com forward slash live to find out all the details. Um, And if you need someone to talk to about the event or like how to get registered, what's involved, this and that, we're not really going to go much into that detail today, but you can just put a contact me in the comments below and our team of uh, Jasmine, Corey, Nikki, someone will be in touch with you to give you all of the information and the details. Um, it's a very experiential event. Uh, when we create or have been creating products and, and live events and things like that, uh, Guy and I have been at this for nearly 20 years. So, you know, it's one thing like you hear some cool stuff. You're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. But then you don't implement it because you just don't implement it. Um, that was kind of our biggest struggle for a long, long time. And so we realized that the only way that you're ever going to implement this stuff is if you actually go through an experiential learning process. So uh, the intuitive mind is just that it's an experiential learning process. And we're going to talk today specifically about the three different stages of transformation so that you can kind of find yourself where you're at. And based on that, I think it'll be a really good place for you to map and see like, oh, would attending something like the Intuitive Mind event actually help me where I'm at right now? So I'll leave that here for now and um, we'll get back to it, I'm sure, at some point. So uh, let's see. Yeah. So today we really um, we kind of want to take you through this process of uh, the, the three levels of, of mind, right? And, and Elon's talking about our event and uh, what what separates this event from probably anything else you may have ever experienced before is, uh, especially those of you guys who are very well versed in the personal development space, is that this event specifically is more about exploring awareness itself as a direct experience. Okay. So this is not talking about awareness. This is not, Hey, what do you think about awareness? This is not, Hey, how do we make you more aware? This is you going and directly having an experience with your awareness. And, and through that, uh, and for the last, uh, five, six years of our focus in our work, what we have found is that the, 
uh, we like to call like the the bottom up approach versus like the top down approach. So if you think of personal development, psychology, linguistics, NLP, everything is trying to shift or manipulate the kind of paradigm that a person is living in, right? Like change the story, change your state kind of thing. Um, where here it's, we're actually going and, and, and teaching people how to go into higher states of awareness to directly have an experience that they probably have never had before in terms of their ability to sense uh, certain things about their energetic field, energetic body, certain sensations in there. And then how to, how to use that awareness, like how, to, how do we leverage that awareness to actually create more safety, stability, well-being, and transformation that sustains itself um, in our system, and, and that is not re- does not require a lot of mental management. So let's kind of start with with really where where most people are at before they start doing developmental or spiritual work. And you know, your average person, probably where most of humanity lies today, is still in this paradigm of life is happening to me. Okay, so whatever, like, and and I want to make sure that you guys understand that when we talk about these levels of mind, we're not saying that any one is particularly better than another one. You know, like subjectively, we could say, hey, I'm enjoying this experience more than I enjoyed that experience. But in like the world of worlds, like there's there's no right or wrong way for people to be. So if, you know, you're in this level of mind, you're in this level of mind. If you're in that level of mind, you're in this level of mind. Like being enlightened is no more right than being unenlightened, right? It's just we... It, it's something I think we aspire to kind of naturally in terms of our um, physical and emotional and spiritual evolution. And, you know, nobody who's enlightened is looking down at everyone else and going like, ah, like, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it actually, it's the great equalizer, right? It, it brings you to a place where you see everything as equal as one. So if anything, there'll be more, more compassion and love there for every level of mind. So we kind of want to look from that space that wherever you are on your journey, we want to just start with compassion for that's where you are in your journey right now. And there's nothing wrong with being there. And unless you choose on your own to move to a different state, you don't have to go anywhere. Right. We, we assume though, by your participation in this group, by your participation on the, on these weekly trainings, um, that you are somebody who's interested in at least exploring alternate ways of looking at things, alternate ways of perceiving things of, perhaps doing healing work uh, with yourself and others, um, transforming yourself and learning how to do that in a sustainable way so that you can manifest the life that you want. So we will say that from this first level of mind where things are happening uh, to me is a very difficult place to manifest from. <laughs> Just by, by, by the very virtue of the words that we're using here, it's happening to me. Uh, from that level of mind, the mind or the perception is that I obfuscate myself from any sort of responsibility of anything that's occurring to my life, both, uh, positive or negative. And I'm just kind of, you know, flowing down the river, taking my lumps and bumps, so to speak. Um, and this is like wh- where we can say like people usually sit and perceive themselves as, as a victim. Okay. So like it's happening to me. I don't like what God's doing. I don't like what life is doing. Why is the universe giving me, why are you guys doing this to me? Right. And so there's a lot of this. And so when we're at this level of mind, uh, our response, a lot of, uh, more often than not comes from what we call like the defended self, right? Because now there's a lot to defend to life is unfair. Things are happening that you don't want, want to happen. And as much as you wish that they would be some other way, that's kind of where you people end. It's like, these are the, you know, I wish upon a star that things will change, but I don't see that I can cause shifts in my life. I don't see that I can take responsibility for or be at the source of um, manifestation in my life. Is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah. The the one thing that took me a long time to understand is uh, we, we say this line a lot, but I want to speak specifically about this is we always say it's not about the action you take about it's about the energy behind the action that you take. And when you're stuck in this level of mind that everything is happening to me, your perception of the world is that things are happening. Like someone's doing something to you. So if someone, someone's doing something, it's like you take it personally. If a circumstance happens, it's like, Oh, I can't believe it's happening to me. And when you're in this energetic area, like this, this block is there. Plus there's this perception of the world then what you tend to create 
is whatever's happening inside, you're just going to keep creating more and more of that. So you have this perception that everything is happening to you, which actually it's like a wheel that then dips back inside, finds that, plants this new seed, and then you just keep living on this hamster wheel that life keeps happening to you. There isn't a way out of that until you start to relinquish that perception and start to do the inner work to kind of get to stage two of the conversation. But if you're noticing that things in life keep showing up, like you might make money and then lose money. Your relationships keep ending the same way. Um, you keep struggling with certain areas, maybe like your health or other, whatever it is. If there's a cyclical pattern to any area of your life, where what it feels like is like, I can't believe this is happening to me again, whether you say it out loud or you think it, there's a very, very good chance that you are stuck in stage one. Yeah. And so, you know, just, just to kind of gauge a little bit the room here and get you guys more engaged as well. So how many guys just feel like either that's kind of where you live or that you often slide back into that kind of reality? Like, you know, uh, push comes to shove, you get stressed, you get overwhelmed and you got to call yourself out on it. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, even with the, the level of work that we've done for 20 years, there are certain pressure points that you're going to hit in my life, certain stress that's going to come. And when all the training just kind of is like, just, just cannot hold it. There are times certainly where I'm still, you know, little bits of me are, are feeling this. Right. And so I, I don't want to tell you guys that like you ever get to a place where you are not going to you're going to completely relinquish yourself of some way of being there. could You may not see that 99 percent of the time. Right. Like you may have really transformed quite a bit, uh, done what we call a lot of parts work, uh, insight based awareness, stuff like that. And again, we can navigate you through a lot of these different things. Um, but look, there there are things in the world that can to use Dr. Seuss's uh, <laughs> quote that can scare you right out of your pants. Right. And, and yeah. when, and when that happens, like chances are you are going to go down to some more of the primal layers of the mind and that's still going to happen. Now, what we want to look for is how much stability can we create at the higher levels so that, you know, 80, 90, 95, 99% of the time you're living there. And it really takes something like, you know, God forbid, very severe and drastic to bring you down to that level of mind. But, you know, for, for, for a lot of you guys, that is unfortunately, and we're telling you from, it's taken us many decades of training to learn how to create stability and balance at different levels of mind that, you know, uh, create a lot more, uh, sustainable long-term well-being, right? So if you're the type of person, again, who's lives more in the victim mind, or you find yourself slipping back to that victimology, you could just say, uh, I in the chat box, you don't have to give us the whole, the whole spiel about it. Right. Yeah. So and someone, said, yeah. someone said that they, they slide back and something I just want to point to that. It's like guy and I also slide back. Okay. There's a big, big difference though, that I want to just illuminate for you, which is <clears throat> The only way that you're not going to like slide back into these things is if you stayed exactly where you are, right? Like, like if your life just continued and you knew how to operate in your life exactly as it is, nothing shifted. You didn't want any additional growth. You didn't want any expansion. You were just good in this lane that you're in. Then chances are you're not going to slide back or you're going to learn to operate in this lane with very, very little slide back. Okay. Chances are, though, that's like not the life that you really want. If I said yeah. to you, OK, this is where you're going to stay for the next 10, 20, 30 years of your life. Let that sink in for a second. This is where you're going to stay. Exact same relationships, exact same money, exact same health for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to improve. Nothing's going to get worse. It's just this. Some of you are already like itching and aching and like squirming inside because staying in this place feels very uncomfortable. Mm. Okay. So now as we expand, right, like you want to make more money, you want to have more loving relationships, you want to have a better body, right? As you expand, what you're expanding into is a new playground, if you will. 
something that is now uncomfortable, right? And when things are uncomfortable, I heard this great line a long time ago. It's like, we think that we rise to the occasion, but we don't rise to the occasion. What we do is we fall back onto our training. And if the training that we have and the thing that we are comfortable with is to going into the woe is me victim thing, because that's what we've been doing for decades, guess where you're going to go when life starts to expand? You're going to fall back on that training. So unless you replace the training and add something new in there, just know like that's where you're going to funnel back to. The problem is that when you funnel back to it, how does that make you feel? Just put yourself in that situation. Like, how do you feel when you slide back? Are you like, oh, here I am again. I slid back. Or are you like, oh my God, how am I here again? I paid all this money. I've done all this work. I've read all these books. I've done all these courses. Here I am again. Like, what is wrong with me? That's a lot more like it, right? And now you're back on that hamster wheel. The second that happens, you're just back on that hamster wheel. So knowing that if you're going to live a life that you're going to keep doing new things, experiencing new experiences, wanting to expand, wanting to grow, then just know you're going to keep having these slide back issues until you actually go internally and reprogram all of these things. So it's not like you're doing something wrong. It's just, it's an inevitable part of being human. As we expand, we're just going to fall back onto the default. That is our system's default. But what Guy and I have done, and from personal experience, I can tell you, is my default today is very different than it was 10 years ago, five years ago, or most likely even a year ago. Yeah. Because we do the work. Like there's a working out and there's a working in and like the spiritual dojo stuff that we do has allowed us to expand those those slide back uh default motions sure yeah i mean if it seems to me that humans have um like for those of you guys who know what cognitive dissonance is, it's like what we've been taught from an early age, whether it was said directly to us, whether it was in our perception, whether what, what was done or wasn't done, like that's just what's so, whether it was your religious upbringing, right? Like it's very difficult. Like humans, what they were told the story of reality is, have a very difficult time of letting go of those stories in, in contemplation or even inquiry that there is unlimited realities to choose from. Right. And so, um, I've been listening to this very interesting book, uh, called the sovereign individual, which is, um, very thick reads. So unless you're really into history and stuff like that, it's probably not gonna, uh, you know, do you wonders, but, um, something they mentioned very interesting is, um, in medieval periods right now. And we think of chivalry and we think of honor when we think of like medieval times and dark ages and stuff like that. And they were saying how, um, like the way that we relate to nation states, like to being nationalistic, to be an American, to be a Canadian, you know, from, from the UK or whatnot. Um, and the way that we feel about that was the way that people felt about chivalry and about honor back in the day. And then they start listing off all these things that were chivalrous to do. And they're talking about, there was this, uh, like iron boot that people would wear that was extremely uncomfortable. And if somebody from our perception, from our reality would look at somebody wearing this iron boot, they'd be like, why are you walking around with designed for discomfort. Okay. It wasn't designed wow. to be like, good. it was literally designed for discomfort, but it was considered through chivalry. Chivalry was just stuff you gave your word to. And, and at the time, if you broke your word, it was as good as death. He tells about wow. the story. Of this, he tells about the story of this King who like had uh, told, told his army not to go to a specific place. And then he like crossed into enemy lines and he made them like a vow and instead of coming back and like taking off his armor, I don't exactly remember the story. He like actually slept behind enemy lines because his chivalry wouldn't allow him to go back into safety. Right. So like the same thing with this boot, like people would wear it as a, as a sign of honor. And so I want to just relay that. Like we think we're living in this like very advanced society with like all these advanced ideas, but you know, just like there was ideas that the earth was flat and there were, we were the center of the universe. And since then we have, you know, disproven those ideas to, to most people <laughs> um, that, you know, like th we still hold certain ideals in our global reality that are as ridiculous today to people who will look back at us in, you know, the year 2300 or 
so on and so forth. And so we want to investigate our own belief systems now in this time right here. And for the only reason of increasing our experience and quality of life. Right. If that's the only reason why you want to do it, it's like if you have a specific quality to your life that has been on repetition and it doesn't seem like no matter what you do or what you think or who you hang out with, this stuff repeats itself. Then guess what? Like you are a prisoner of some view of reality. And for most people, again, as like a general statement, it's like you think it's happening to you. And from that place, there's nothing that you can affect and certainly can't affect yourself or the way that the reality shows up. So. The way that people begin to uh, extrapolate themselves from here and kind of open up their minds again and really all like, where does all transformation begin? It just begins with your curiosity. Okay. It's like what we call, it's like a state of inquiry. Can you, can you keep yourself in a place of curiosity all the time? And a lot of people can, because to be curious brings up feelings of not feeling safe because they need to feel certain about their reality. So if someone starts getting, hey, look over there, look at this. Have you ever thought of that? And they're like, no, no, thank you. I'm good right here. And it doesn't matter whether that version of reality is doing them damage or not. That cognitive dissonance often keeps people at play in the same reality they've been in the whole time. And it's like, and the truth is when you ask them about it, they're like, yeah, I don't like this at all. But oh, well, you know, like, <laughs> what can I do? Yeah. So, so there are simple distinctions and they're simple to have insights around, and it does take some habit and practice to kind of start seeing that life can operate differently. So, you know, breaking up victim mentality really begins with uh, taking responsibility. Okay. Now, when I say this, often people get a little bit triggered here, and that's okay, because they start thinking about all the bad things that have happened to them in their life, or violations that have been done to them. And we would say those things may have or have definitely happened to you. And the type of responsibility that we're talking about here is not the way that um, most people think of responsibility because most people think of responsibility and they start uh, mixing it together with faulting and blaming. Okay. Like I'm to blame. I'm at fault. Yeah, I did something wrong. And we're not saying that at all. Being responsible for something has nothing to do with right or wrong, has nothing to do with fault or blame. In fact, these are very distinct things that in our language and in our experience, we have merged them together. And it's why it creates such a difficult experience for a lot of people to not take responsibility, but be responsible, put themselves in the seat of responsibility. Responsibility means your ability to respond. Okay. Most people only have an ability to react. They don't live a responsive life. They live from a reactive life. And it's understandable when the feelings of fault and blame, not very pleasurable, that there's something that we feel like we need to defend ourselves with. And so we react Versus having a more neutral, hey, I'm responsible. I can see that in some way I, I am actually sourcing what's occurring in my life, right? Like, why does somebody have such a hard life while another person seems to just kind of glide through it? I would say there is a different frequency to how they view and experience responsibility as, a, as a, at the cause over here. And so at the second level of, of transformation, once we kind of remove ourselves from uh, it's happening to me, we start uh, moving more into philosophy of it's happening. Uh, sorry, I just messed myself with that one. Uh, instead of it's happening to me, we start thinking it's happening not through me, with me. Help me out here. I, I jumped through ahead me. of no, For me. For me, thank you. Yeah, it's happening for me. Don't know why my brain just went on that one. So yeah, it's more of like this is happening for me, right? And so you start having an experience that there, there's some kind of co-relationship here between what you're saying, how you're acting, how you're feeling, and then what's being manifested. And you start notice, noticing almost this like cause and effect between uh, where there is like a lack of integrity in your life and how difficult it is for something to show up. So we can say that there is some kind of relationship between like your level of integrity with yourself, with others, with your word, and uh, your ability to manifest and bring things uh, through your system. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? No. Yeah. So <clears throat> with, with this, uh, at this level, um, this is what we call our, our mindset work, right? So um, with mindset work, what we're doing is we're bringing a lot of awareness to people's psychology. Okay. So there's, there are certain, whether you know them or not, there are certain uh, patterns 
of development that occur for every human being on planet Earth. Okay, But just like our unique fingerprints, that process, there's so many billions, perhaps trillions of variables that go into perception and the way that a human experiences the world and maybe even the experience that your soul came here to have or all these multidimensional things that are far beyond our mind's ability to understand that ultimately create a certain experience and view of life for people. Okay. Now, when we start bringing attention to these patterns that are now very well mapped and documented, what we start noticing is what most people call awareness. Oh, I'm becoming more aware of myself. Oh, I know why I'm doing that. I even know where that started. I know uh, what I thought when that happened. I know uh, how I respond when that happens. And so the moment we start bringing that awareness in is the moment we can start seeing where we are willing to play with this thing that we're calling responsibility. It's like, where, okay, well, I see that that happened to me, but I, you know, it's not happening now. So like, what can I take responsibility for that? I no longer feel like this thing has to keep happening to me or that people are perpetrating things on me, whether they are or they aren't right. Because fear, whether it's occurring or whether it's per perceived, it doesn't matter to the, to our experience. It's the same. You, you guys, you know, you know, you're having like, uh, you had an argument with somebody a week ago, but it's a week later and you're still playing it out in your mind and you're still having that argument with them like it's happening right now. And it's not right. So we want to look at how do we begin to pattern interrupt and build new habits at this level of mind. OK, and what we have is we have a few things at play here. So we have these what we call like uh, protectors and managers. Right. It's kind of like the conditioned mind psychology. It's how it deals with stress and overwhelm fear, uh, basically these defended responses. And all of these defended responses come from many, many years of applying certain strategies, some that worked and some that didn't. And the one that worked really early on, your brain's like, hmm, that's good. So let's keep doing that. Okay. And these strategies over time stop going from something you have to think about to just something that automatically happens. Just like when you tap somebody's kneecap, the knee goes up. Same kind of thing, like your, your nervous system has this way of defending itself. And so as we start bringing awareness to that, even if in the moment you find yourself reactive, maybe instead of going 10 tenths through that awareness, you only go six tenths this time. And the next time it's like this occurring more and more often earlier, early on until honestly, you can find balance in your system rather uh, quickly again. And this all happens by like a... Again, these, these management systems, but at, at this level, what we have found and what we, and this is the work that we did for 15 years. So we're telling you this work works. It works amazingly well and it drastically increases people's quality of life. Um, it, uh, makes achievement based reality. Like the things that the goals that you want to create and stuff like that seem way more within reach, way more achievable where other people will be stopped and paralyzed by fear. You just are the type of person that knows how to bang it through, get things done, have integrity, take responsibility, keep creating, keep manifesting. And at that level of mind, it's where a lot of people find a lot of success in their lives. Is there anything you want to uh, add to that? I would just say that like, cause uh, some people, I just want to talk to this. Um, yeah. You know, John was talking about uh, interception of thought before it becomes, sorry, I just lost it there for a second. Uh, interception of thought before it becomes a feeling is very important for inner growth. And <laughs> that's interesting. I would just offer John that yes, that would be amazing in theory. Um, the, the way that our system responds though, thought is like level eight and a sensation and a feeling happens way before the thought. So it's not that the thought is actually creating the feeling. It's actually that the feeling is creating the thought. So what happens is there's something that's arising in the body, like a discomfort of some sort. You can call it a, a pinch, a squeeze. Uh, it doesn't matter, right? Like a tightness, something happens. Now is when the mind and the mind is what actually creates the thoughts, right? So the mind without thought is there's no mind. So it's just the mind's creating these thoughts. The mind is actually looking down at what is happening inside. And it is the one that judges whether this thing is good or bad. So if there's a tightness in your heart, 
it already knows because it's been doing this for so long. It already knows like, uh oh, this is not good. This is what leads to pain. And that's what actually creates the thought of, uh oh, this is not good, which then creates what you're talking about, the feeling of anxiety. But there was a sensation that was happening way before that thought and way before that feeling, both of which you have zero. And I mean, zero control over <laughs> zero, mm-hmm. right? Like watch, think about your mom, whatever right there in that one instant, whatever your relationship to your mom, something's already happening in your body. Now think about the most peaceful place on earth for you. Now your body's doing something else. Mm-hmm. Think about a person or a circumstance that really upsets you or frustrates you. Your body's already doing something else. This is not, you don't actually have enough say to go, okay, hey body, why don't you do this, this, and this? And so when we're dealing with what guy was talking about right now from like this, this level two, right? It's happening for me. We can start to understand what is happening up here why our mind is having the reactions that it's having, which is amazing. This is like really, really powerful, amazing stuff. And it doesn't leave you in control of anything that's actually happening because the thing is already happening inside, whether you have a say about it or not. What you do have an understanding of at level two is you actually get to say like, I'm going to honor this thought and go for the ride with it or I'm not. You have like a choice in the matter of, yes, I'm going to listen to this or no, I'm not going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. But the mind is always going to opine and judge and tell you about everything that's happening inside of you and outside of you about this person and that person, even though it has no idea about anything. Like every one of us has had this experience where someone would be like, what do you think about them? I don't like them. Why don't you like them? I, I don't know. I just don't like them. But something inside you told you that you don't like this person. You don't even know why you don't like this person, but you just don't like them. And you know that you don't like them. It's like, you know, it's just interesting to, to notice the mind doing these things. Yeah. And so, yeah, to Go even ahead. give that more, more context, like, you know, from a biological perspective, we know that for every one signal, the brain sends down to the gut, the gut sends nine signals up to the brain. So that means there's nine times more information coming from your gut to your brain to assess than there is vice versa. Uh, if we think about this in terms of uh, childhood development, a baby comes out, how do they experience the world? It's all sensation, right? There's no thought, there's no language. So they are pri- this like primordial thing, right? First it's everything's in the mouth, then it's everything's touch. And so we have to look at development and, and even how we heal in terms of how did we develop? Okay. And like what happened at every one of those phases, not that went wrong, but maybe that didn't get complete because there's a certain biological need. And I I literally mean need for a human being like connection, support, safety, love. And you can see in the moments where we experience trauma, and I'm talking about we like the, the Royal, all of us, we, right. Whether it's in our perception or whether it actually happened, doesn't matter. Right. It certainly matters to the person that got violated. I get that. But like, you know, like the, to, to the way that it happens to the psyche, the way that the body experiences, the way that trauma is stored, how things tighten up in the system, you can have all the mindset development awareness in the world. But if your back is tweaked and tight over here, read a book about how to loosen up your back. Think about loosening up your back and tell me that your back just snaps open right now there's a certain level of meditation awareness that you can bring it to where the healing would occur and that's kind of where we want to uh bring this to so i think there is a lot of this um mind over matter type of thinking in the personal development space and while i agree that we could find quite a bit of evidence for that uh, you know i think bruce lipton's work uh um people who constantly like you know say affirmations for themselves all the time stuff like that like you know, how many of you guys who are struggling financially or struggling w- with your health, where you just sit there and say an affirmation 10,000 times over and over and over again, like 
have you found that you suddenly get wealthy? Have you found that you suddenly get healthy, right? Because it's not that the tool that is being given is wrong. It's actually a great tool. It's where was your energetic composition? Where was your energetic structure while you did that? And let me explain yeah. a little bit more about that. Like if you were in scarcity and the reason that you're trying to earn money is to create safety in your life so you stop feeling scarce, then the energy that created that manifestation was sourced from scarcity. So then the vibration that you are, the coherence, the energy that has always been there, hasn't changed. And even though the insight might be there and you really may understand exactly what's going on, why things don't work, nah, 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 the part that's still going and creating the action is the part that feels scarce. So there's not a lot of abundance in there. There's not a lot of love and alignment in that. It's just a, it's just a part defending itself, operating from fear of its annihilation, so to speak. It's like, how good is the energy or action that comes out of a part that is feeling that scared? Okay. So, so the insight work is very important because it does pull people out of seeing that they are a victim to this world and that they have an ability to source the life that they want to source. And they can take actions consistent with that and start seeing that things in their life do show up different. Or when they react, right, harshly, like in the past, maybe it's like, F everybody, you know, I'm just going to get out of here. But now, once you create awareness, you're like, you're the type of person that actually goes to like mend your relationships and you take responsibility and you do apologize and you understand that being right is not nearly as important as having the relationships that you actually want. Right. And that, and that takes some practice. Like we are all addict, very addicted to being right. And again, because we want to create certainty about our reality. So anything that comes along that pokes at that, right. And we got to start fighting for what we're right about. It, it takes some practice to give up being right, to live a life where being right is not the central focus of your life. And guess what? That also opens you up to curiosity and inquiry, which opens up the, a lot of opportunity for transformation. So, so I think we kind of have hit this one pretty hard. And look, we, we know that a lot of you guys in this group have done a lot of personal development work. Okay. So I want to reiterate, we're not saying any part of this is bad. We're actually saying kudos, kudos to you for being the type of person who's been willing to look down some really, really difficult roads. And, and a lot of times it's facing parts of yourself that you don't want to see and you don't want to get honest about. And seeing those parts and saying, yes, I do have those attributes is the start of you taking responsibility for those attributes and being able to work with them instead of working against them. And that's the difference between you having a part and a part having you, right? Like, cause a part can hijack you. And then you think that's who you are. You think that's your identity. I'm anger. I'm sadness. I'm this and that versus just being like, right now I'm experiencing anger right now. I'm experiencing sadness and realizing this is a passing phase. It doesn't define who I am. And I certainly have the opportunity to change my state all the time, whenever I want to create the life that I want. And that's a really important part. Okay. So, so yeah, let me, let me, this is really good. So Jason actually wrote, I have an interesting thing I find happening when I'm feeling down or obsessing on something. My first instinct is to distract myself. My second reaction is shit. No matter what I do, it's just a form of avoidance. Oh, I'm only wanting to do that technique because I'm not currently feeling the feeling I want. Right. And this is exactly what Guy started to point to, which is like when we're in level two of mind, right? All the understanding. So this is like everything that Jason wrote in this place. You can even hear coming from that level two, right? Which is like he has the understanding, right? Like he wrote everything here. He's, he's done this work. He's read it in a book, et cetera. It's like, I notice the first instinct. I even notice the second instinct. I notice what the mind is telling me. I notice everything. And yet still, this is what I'm doing. Because I think it was John who wrote before. It's like, it doesn't matter what your mind says. And it doesn't matter how much you're aware of what the mind is saying. You're still, in Jason's example, hijacked by this feeling inside of, I do not want to feel this right now. Now, whether that feeling is sadness, 
Whether that feeling is anxiety, whether that feeling is overwhelm, whether that feeling is I don't belong or I'm not worthy or I'm poor or whatever the hell it is, right? Like whatever that thing is, there's one of two things that people in Buddha, the Buddhist uh, ideology talks about this a lot, which is like you either crave something. So if something's really, really good, like you're in a great relationship, you're making a ton of money, life is flowing, you're like, oh, I want this all the time. Like, just stay with me forever. Oh, let me hold you and squeeze you. I can't let you go. Or the opposite is like, I don't want to feel that. Get this thing away from me as fast as possible. And regardless of which one you're in, one is not better than the other. Both are creating havoc. Because the second you are in resistance to anything or you are attached to anything, the, the cycle of how this is going to manifest, you've already played it a bunch of times. You kind of know how it goes. The things that you most don't want end up what? Happening. And the things that you're trying to hold on to with death grip, like, please don't go away. Do what? Go away. Right. And you've done this time and time and time again. Yeah. So Guy and I did about 15 years of level two work and we got stuck. We got stuck in a very similar place that Jason's pointing to so beautifully right now with all the understanding and having spent so much time and so much money and working with so many amazing people, we were still getting hijacked. And so then we started to ask different questions and different questions led us to level three, which is this idea that life isn't happening to me or even for me, but rather it's happening through me. And the through me is what we were just talking to about before the subtle things that are happening internally that we are not even aware of yet because we are just stuck in the understanding of everything and, and what is happening. But there's this other piece that you can bring, which is a more, we call it a subtle body, but it's like a, a subtle awareness of what is happening inside of here. Devoid of understanding. Like you don't need to understand what the heart is pinching about or what this is you know, squeeze it, nothing, just become aware that there's a sensation there. Mm -hmm. And once you start to understand that or not understand, but to start to feel that, and we have tools and techniques that allow for that to just simply be and process. You're not trying to make these things go away. You're not trying to understand them. You're not trying to figure out some strategy on how, oh, you know what? When my heart does this, all I got to do is these four steps and I have to write these six things down and look in the mirror and say with this intonation, like you don't have to do any of that shit. You get to start being with in this state of like, oh, and now this is my life experience. And now this is my life experience. And genuinely yeah. curious. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's sadness. There's sadness there. Oh, there's the, now there's loneliness there. Hmm. Now there's a little bit of like despair and maybe pain. And you get to be in this place where you're not pushing something away or trying to hold on to something. And once you let go of that battle of holding or pushing, all this energy. Think about how much resource you lose on any given day by trying to make things go away or trying to hold on to things. How much of your day is spent doing that? What if you could collect all that energy back and put it back into your system as life energy, like a literally life force? And then that becomes the life force that manifests and creates your life. Where do you think if, if it's about the energy behind the action and you went through a process that gave you all this energy back, how do you think your life is going to look a little bit different than it does right now or a whole lot different than it looks right now? You can have life create magical, 
unpredictable, out of this world results with the most ease and effortlessness that you've ever created in your life. When you allow life, allow life to happen through you instead of trying to meddle and moderate and fix and opine and judge every single thing that happens in your life. Beautiful. Well said. So how many of you guys can, can find yourself at one of these three levels, right? And to kind of cover it again. So it's like the victim is just judging and assessing. Is this right? Is this wrong? Do I agree? Do I disagree? You know, this kind of stuff. Right. And, and really it's, it's all coming from a fear of being found out these feelings of not being safe in the world, stuff like that. Right. So that that's kind of this assessment level. The second level is just getting curious. It's like getting curious, starting to understand specific human developmental patterns, uh, things like this. And then like, Oh yeah, I, I am noticing. I take that action when that happens. Wow. I didn't have to do that. Right. Like, Oh, I'm making my life much harder by taking this action, that kind of stuff. And then this third level, and this is the one that's mostly unexplored, certainly by Western minded people is directly experiencing. Okay. Like we've all heard of meditation, right? Not, not a new thing. However, like where most people kind of stop with what they believe about meditation, they just think I'm sitting here quietly. I should quiet my mind. I should feel more relaxed, breathe. These, these fingers for some reason have to be in this shape. I'm not sure why, right? Like this kind of stuff. And so th this is a, a, an extremely limited view of what's happening during the process of meditation. And, and, and for the most part, it's because people like find it rather boring. They don't know why they're sitting here and they don't really know what there is to be gained from it. And that's kind of like everything else. When you start in the beginning, it's kind of annoying. Like if you've ever seen a person play guitar really well and you're like, that sounds like a great idea. And then you try to clunkily play a guitar for the first time, you know, you kind of want to stab yourself with a Q-tip uh, because this is just like, you're like, how does anybody's fingers move this way? And why does it sound like a three-year-old is playing this, you know, instrument right now? So that that's kind of where we all start. Now, look, what, what we started bringing through is we started realizing, Hey, you can have all the understanding in the world. You can become an incredible manager of these managers in your system. And again, you're going to find yourself in these situations, like stress is coming, right? Like life is going to do the thing that it does. Because for me, this is my personal belief, take it or leave it. Part of these, what we call stress as humans is part of the evolutionary process. If there was no stress in our life, there'd be no motivation to move forward, to continue. We would just be like amorphous blobs who are just like sun, you know, like, and that would be it for us. It, like we need relationships. We need things that kind of push us and make us feel uncomfortable in order for us to look again. And then look again, and then look again, and then look again, and keep getting curious about this infinite expanse of what life can be. And, in, and really, in order to move us to a more compassionate, inclusive, multidimensional, incredible world, because we are truly limited on our planet with what, happened here, with what happens here by the fundamental basis of our beliefs, our beliefs change, everything on this planet changes, changes, our energy changes, everything on this planet changes and not just this planet well beyond it too. Right. I won't go into all that crazy shit, but here, but just to kind of bring it down over here. So the work that we do today, guys, is about activating a certain type of awareness within you that can only be activated in a direct experience. Some of you guys have read about this in books. Uh, if you've read Michael Singer's book, Untethered Soul, amazing book, incredible book. Like, If you haven't read it, you should go pick it up immediately. And he talks about this thing called the seat of awareness. And he talks about it and he describes it in, in pretty significant detail. Now, I've read that book many times, <laughs> listened to it many times. And I can tell you as much as I thought I understood what he was talking about. When I started doing the energetic and what we call subtle energetic practices, and started tasting it and directly experiencing it, it soon became very apparent to me that for all those years where I had read that book, I had no idea what he was talking about. No idea. It's the difference between reading about balance on a bicycle or actually getting on the bicycle and riding it. No one can learn how to ride a bicycle by reading a book. Doesn't matter how much you understand about physics, gravity, inertia, 
uh, you know, coefficients, like none of that will matter to you when you get on the bicycle. There's a direct experience that has to happen. So the personal development person is reading the book about balance. The, the person who's healing themselves is riding the bike. And so our invitation is to come ride the bike. And the way that this happens, guys, is through mirroring. Okay? Like, it's how Elon and I learned this. It is, in our view, the only way to learn it outside of, like, near-death experiences and sporadic awakening experiences. And if you're waiting for those, God bless you. Uh, you know, maybe they will happen. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Uh, but like that is, those are exceptional people that those things happen to. And we know quite a few of them and we can tell you that they would not wish those experiences on anybody. Slow and steady wins the race. And so because we've done this work with these teachers, these masters for many, many years now, there are certain energetic templates that we have and certain ways that we can track your system so that when we are having a certain conversation and your mom or some trauma comes into your, to your experience, we can point to something that's happening in your energetic body and your energetic field and say that, that right there. And the mind will look and the mind will notice that, hey, look, that is happening. Wow, that's interesting. I've never noticed that before. And, and it's through what we call pointers. It's called like pointers or glimpses that you start actually noticing your own awareness which is not something you notice from your mind, by the way. This is a, a different level of mind, okay? And this is a subtle, very subtle awareness. And the benefits of this, guys, is you will start experiencing more well-being, safety. I want to put three underlines and bold it, italicize and put quotes around safety. A lot of you guys don't realize or don't think. You're like, I'm not here for safety. And then you start doing this work and you're like, holy shit, I have not felt safe my entire life. And you wouldn't even know that until you start feeling safety again. Because we work with tens of thousands of people, lots of people. We can tell you it is a very normal experience for people not to feel safe. You understand that like life on this planet has mostly been about survival for thousands of years now. So this is deeply ingrained and conditioned into our minds that we got to survive. We got to survive these people. We got to survive these events. We got to survive this. We got to survive life. We got to survive our business and our jobs and our health. And, and we're, we're here to tell you, it doesn't have to be about that, but that cannot be understood. So if like your game, if you understand that, if you had more safety, more well-being, more alignment, uh, that you're more like compassionate towards yourself and others. And you can see that if that was the foundation, if that was the fundamental way that you felt all the time, would your relationships change? Would your health change? What would you do for a career? Like if you could see that from that energy, you're going to source a different life. That's what's on offer here all the time at also old souls and seekers. Like that's what Elon and I uh, have given our lives to. This is why we work with people endlessly is to awaken these, these aspects in themselves. And the beautiful part here and what we see time and time again, testimonials and from, from our, our clients and students giving us feedback is like the, the spontaneity of what starts shifting in their life. Like even those relationships that were never going to change, ever going to change suddenly just do. And it's not because you had a conversation with the person or you had to, way or manipulate them into some kind of belief or convince them of anything at all, right? We're not saying to do any of that anymore. We're saying that the, the life that you're experiencing is a direct reflection. It's a, it's a direct correlation to the energy and frequency that you are. So the first thing that you want to do when you want to transform your life is change the vibration, change the frequency. Then the mental aptitude that a lot of you guys have already built, the awareness will help you as things change in your reality and you, you just know how to snap to and integrate it into your life and you will see changes happening at unprecedented rates in your life. And, and I want to tell you that we focus our work, not on just in transformation, but on you learning how to heal, not how to manage, how to heal. Once you get that, not manage your anger, heal your anger, not manage your sadness, heal the sadness, reintegrate it back into the system, build a whole new relationship with it and start living from a much more aligned place. Okay. So again, how many of you guys can, can find yourself on one of these levels? And you know that it's like, you're here. Chances are you're in this group because you're looking for some kind of a tune up 
or maintenance or upgrade. It doesn't even necessarily mean that something is wrong in your life. Maybe you're just a student and you want to, you're, you're just ready for, for, you know, something new. We can tell you that this level of awareness, we have scoured the world for 20 years and we have found very, 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 very little teachers that know how to bring this through. There's a lot of personal development out there, but if you've been doing that for a while, you re, you also know it all starts kind of sounding the same. Maybe they use different words, but the principles are kind of the same. And if that still makes you feel stuck and you're like, I'm not really getting what I want. I'm still kind of feeling this thing in my system. You are a perfect candidate to come to this, to this uh, intensive workshop. And when we got to tell you, we, we shifted it from a two day to a one day to kind of test what that looks like. You, if you come to the event, you immediately get uh, training to your inbox so you can start going through. And we really, really want you to go through that training before you show up. And then Elon and I are going to take you through a slew of exercises so you can start directly experiencing the things that we're talking about here and activate, I mean, truly activate a level of awareness that 99.999% of planet Earth right now does not have yet awake. And then you can actually be the type of person that, that emanates this and, and helps and brings us through for other people as well, which is really beautiful. So um, if you want to be, you know, the workshop is absolutely uh, not free. Um, we have found the people who don't pay for things, don't show up, don't really pay attention. So, you know, 15 years of uh, 10 years of uh, doing this online, we, we have learned that people pay to pay attention. Do know, though, like we want you to be super satisfied with your experience. We want to knock your socks off and, and like over deliver like crazy. And if you don't feel like that's the experience that you have, we have a satisfaction guarantee on, on all our products. So on, on all our experiences, I should say. So if you want to come to uh, our next live event, uh, tickets prices actually will go up again tomorrow. So it's your last chance to get a discount ticket. You could go to satoriprime.com uh, forward slash live if you want to be at the next event. If for any reason you have a question, you're uncertain, or you're just like, I just want to, you know, get some details before I'm, I can make a choice about this. That's perfectly fine. We totally understand. Just put in the comment box below, contact me. And then someone from our team, Jasmine, Corey, or Nikki will reach out to you. Um, either have a conversation with you on messenger, or you guys can set up a uh, brief 15 minute consultation call where they can just um, get a little info and then find out where you are and just see if it's a good fit for you. Okay. Um, just to remind you, the event is uh, this Friday. It kicks off uh, in the morning. Uh, we do some meditation practices right in the morning. And then the whole day, once you've um, watched the digital part of it, which you will get instant access to, um, that's where we really start doing the direct experiencing exercises. And Elon and I will be there with you for the entire day, taking you through a bunch of these exercises. And then we have an amazing supportive community that's waiting to uh, welcome you to help you continue to integrate these practices into your life so you can really reap the very, very juicy benefits uh, of doing this kind of developmental work. Anything else you want to bring through? Yeah, just, you know, I, I would save yourself some money go grab that ticket right now, get into the members area and start watching the recordings. Uh, you definitely want to start going through them ASAP because Friday we're just going to spend doing a ton of exercises so you can already go and get all the content for your mind that it wants so then that you can come and have the experience with us on Friday. <laughs> this little guy came in. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, guys. Uh, so we look forward to having you there. I will uh, play you out real quick with a, um, a brief uh, few minute testimonial that uh, a client of ours gave. And uh, this woman's name is uh, Ina. And, uh, she was somebody that we actually knew from our personal development days. We did a lot of work with her, uh, back in New York. And then she came to, uh, one of our events cause she had learned that we were doing something really different now. And so this is her sharing about that experience right after the event. And more than anything, I want you to just kind of like tune into her state and like awe, because we're telling you this work is, is, is awe, like, you and all your experiences, and I, I'm sure they are vast. Chances are you have never experienced this before. What happens at these events? Like most of us have never even contemplated that this kind of thing is available to us and is really, uh, it, it, there's nothing special about it because we all have the capacity for it. But most of us have not ever had an opportunity to learn it. So I want you just to uh, check it out, see if it resonates with you. And again, like, 
even if you're not a hundred percent sure exactly what this event is, but there's something pulling you like there's a yes in your system. Our, our request, our coaching is that you trust that many people come to the event. They're like, this was interesting. I'm not really sure what this is, but like, you know, it's, it was calling me like, trust that. And again, if for any reason you're not satisfied, just let us know and we'll, uh, we'll make sure that you get your money back. Okay. So, um, check this out. We'll play you out with that. And then we will see you here next week, uh, Tuesday, same time. Uh, for those of you guys who are coming to the event, we're super excited to have you. And, uh, we can't wait to share all this amazing juiciness with you. We'll see you then. See you soon. Bye guys. Bye everyone. So this is my quick video testimonial for Guy and Elon after attending the Have It All virtual uh, 2020 um, event. Oh, um, I would have loved to create a before and after and just seeing where I was before and just where I am right now. I almost can't even really put it into words. Um, I just was, I just felt like I was an emotional wreck and I couldn't even like put a finger on as to why I just would experience moments in my life when I would just cry sporadically sometimes for minutes, sometimes for days, sometimes for hours, just that's kind of where I was. And I came across the event literally, I think an hour or two before it was starting. Um, and I had this little ping pong match in my head as to, okay, should I, shouldn't I, and is it good timing, bad timing? Will I actually do it? Like what's on my schedule? Like all this kind of mental stuff and jumped in like 30 minutes into the event, actually wasn't even sure if I missed anything like deathly important, but just trusted that what I was supposed to do. And it was really what I was supposed to do. Um, I learned like the most simple, simple, but mind blowing and heartwarming actually, um, tools that are so easy and so simple and so accessible. It's, it's actually kind of shocking. Um, I've known Guy and Elon for years and they've out transformed themselves from any kind of work that I knew that, um, they were doing before and work that I had gotten to know them through and anyone that transforms themselves just over and over and over and over again to the point that they've out transformed their own transformation I mean, A, it's just, um, like, can't even imagine what that entails. And it would be silly to say the least not to learn from someone like that and not to even just be in their presence. The community that they have created is just, it's amazing and it's heartwarming. And the biggest transformation that I got out of attending the event was really just moving from my head to my heart and actually just knowing that I can experience anything and just knowing that I have the capacity to really feel through anything and it may not always be pretty and it may not always, you know, feel tingly and warm it may feel scary and difficult and unpleasant and uncomfortable and all these kinds of things, but resisting it doesn't make it go away. Reading books on how to transform it and hopefully fix it and praying that it just disappears and just kind of goes away doesn't do it but acknowledging it and actually just letting it be and feeling through it and was just incredible. It was actually incredible. And I cried through most of day one 
and that was okay. Um, their perception is freakishly on point. So if you think they might not pick up on something, they will. And um, just... It's just a very, very, very... Um, I want to say priceless, but not really priceless. It's actually beyond that. It's a really um, valuable and it's a really um, acknowledging and a very embodying experience to move from your head to your heart and to actually not think things through, but feel things through and not just think things over, but feel things over. And when Guy said, stop trying to feel better and get better at feeling, knocked my socks off. And I wasn't even wearing any, but it knocked my socks off. And um, it's simple, but it's heart transforming at the same time. I no longer want to say mind blowing. It's not mind blowing doesn't blow my mind. It just, it's heartwarming and it's heart opening and it's just heart transforming. That's really what it is. And just so, so looking forward to being a part of this community. It's really been a heart transforming experience. Thank you to Guy and Elon. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.